from the northwest out of a cloudless, nearly cobalt blue sky. A ferry is plowing white froth across the bay from Bainbridge Island. Behind it, a massive container ship is beginning the long journey to Asia. The balcony planters are still wild with colors red, pink, violet. From twenty stories down, I hear the whine of a siren. Is this beautiful or what? He leans on the balcony railing, and I join him. I am not afraid of heights. I am not like Jill. Fear is not hopelessly coded inside me, destined to make me too afraid to leave my loft. It's a disloyal and selfish thought, but then I think about Rachel and figure this is my week for them. It's a long way down, and I make myself study the people ants scurrying along Fourth Avenue to early lunch. The railing is not quite waist-high, but I have long legs. Mountains out! He cocks his head to the south, and sure enough, the giant cone of Mount Rainier has emerged from the foggy muck that often shrouds it. So what does the columnist want today? He gives me an indulgent smile, but his movements are agitated. You know, I'm still getting grief from that thing you did on me. Don't know why I talked to you. That thing I did on him was a column more than a year ago, discussing the implosion of the hedge fund industry— but explaining why some players were still making big money. I remember the headline, Long Live the Hedge Fund Kings. I used Troy as an example, and with his ego whispering in his ear, he went along, giving me details right down to his vintage car collection, float plane, and getaways to the San Juans. I write as many as 140 columns a year, plus a blog, so it's easy to forget most of them. Writing a newspaper column is like writing in chalk on a sidewalk, an old-timer once told me. But the sources always remember. So I start with a softball to put him at ease. What's his reaction to increasing regulation of the hedge fund industry? But he takes it and launches into a lecture about excessive regulation driving capital overseas. There's more than a trillion dollars in hedge funds like the one Troy runs— and they long operated outside the rules that govern traditional securities. They're part of the shadow banking system that most people have never heard of, and they've been blamed for helping bring on the big recession, or small depression, depending on how you look at it. Some of the funds have profited from the repeated federal rescue attempts. Troy's is one. Others have collapsed. A big fund just went down that morning, and now is being investigated in New York for pension fund fraud. I may ask about this later, but for now I just listen as seagulls fly overhead. Troy is probably not a bad guy, but he's a source, not a friend, not an acquaintance. We're here to use each other, and I always intend to get the better end of the bargain. So how long are you going to stay in the newspaper business? It takes my brain a few seconds to process his question because I had tuned out his homily about the sanctity of free markets. My mind is on Pam in my bed last night. Pam makes a lot of noise when she comes, and afterward I read poetry to her as we lie naked and drink shots of single malt scotch. Robert Frost and Macallan. I let that image go, reluctantly, and give my stock answer. Every day I'm employed— I'm pleasantly surprised. It usually produces a laugh. Troy just leans out, studying the street. I hope nobody cut corners with the construction of the railings. Journalism is over, he goes on. 
Your kind of journalism. Nobody reads anymore. You're too elitist to write about what people want. Celebrities. Please. The L.A. Times and the Chicago Tribune are in bankruptcy. San Francisco made clothes. The Rocky Mountain News? Gone. The P.I.? Gone. Don't think that'll keep you guys out of the crapper. Ad revenue keeps collapsing by double digits. Look at all the layoffs. For a guy who claims to not care about newspapers, he keeps up pretty well. I am so tired of the newspaper death watch, so tired of arguing, speculating, trying to make people understand all the reasons newspapers have committed suicide. It's the last thing I want to discuss with Troy. I say, it's all because of greedy bastards like you. Now here I am trying to piss off a source I need for my Sunday column. You couldn't get me to invest in a newspaper today, he sneers. Mature industry, declining profit margins.